It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, <laughs> three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Dennis. <laughs> I'm James. Oh, I like this. This is the opinions are our own, and we don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience on pink clouds in this episode 132 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Woohoo! See, I was I, I actually read it as pink elephants. I thought we were gonna talk about pink elephants from like, like Dumbo. on parade. Yeah. I wish I parade. wish I Dude, actually was a a big book thumper because then I would know. I don't remember if they taught do they actually refer to pink cloud as pink clouds in the big book? I know I in early no. sobriety they they talk about Okay, in the book. in the rooms they do, but yeah. they don't Okay. I wonder who started that, huh? Like the claim to fame that you have knowing that in whatever meeting that was, that was the first time that that was passed along. Cause that's yeah, not but- a, right. If you tell somebody else, you say, Oh, how are you doing today? And you tell somebody non recovery that it's a pink cloud day. They're not going to know what the hell you're talking about. It's true. True. But we, we could say that about all like the slogans. There's like what thousands of slogans. So like one person thought of that first and said it and then it caught on and they're all like anonymous. So we don't but, know who did any of them. But I have heard people outside of the room say things like expectations or future resentments. Like I've heard that and I yeah. go, where did you hear that? And they go, I don't know. I just heard it. And I, I know for a fact at a time all the time. Right. For sure. Or easy does it, you know, like a lot of those slogans, um, I get it. And I, people referring higher power, uh, I don't, you know, if somebody says that stuff, I don't just assume that they're in there. But if people talk about pink clouds, you know, um, you know, or, or even taking somebody else's inventory, right? Um, yeah. I would imagine that that probably started in... Uh, as referring to 12 step, but now it's just, you know, somebody else picking apart and judging you taking somebody else's inventory. I don't know. I just started to get off on a tangent. Dennis, since you're, um, you know, you're the guy who lost the battle today um, and who signed in to this podcast first, first time ever, by the way, in the history, we're in separate rooms. James, actually beat Dennis. So and it, it wasn't that I was slower this time. James was just super fast. Well, as they say to the losers go the spoils. So Dennis, <laughs> do you wanna <laughs> um sure. Uh before I even like got on here, I was trying to think I was like, okay, what did I do this past week that like 
I can talk about. And I came up with nothing. I don't know what I did this week. I know that, like, <laughs> I worked right. on mine and James' project. <laughs> I saw Babe yesterday. He, like, I left my key at the meeting, and he made some copies. So then I met up with him in the morning and, like, talked with him for a while. That was cool. Um, other than that, I don't know. Shoot. I started watching this show called... Um, uh, Cortora or Cort- Kotaro lives alone. It's an anime. I'm not that big of a fan of anime, but it, this, like someone said, this thing was super cute. So I started watching it, and it's absolutely amazing. It's so adorable. And it's about this well, little you- kid that lives alone. So, it, where, where is that? It's on yeah. Netflix. Okay. You Wait. sent me an interesting text yesterday. You're like, this is the most we've ever sold. Oh, yeah. We're, we're allowed to talk about that? I don't know, but you were really <laughs> No, it was it was a good sales day. I didn't even really pitch anything or anything for like a little bit now. And we're getting more and more popular. Someone... Yeah making memes for him now too yep well i posted that today hopefully we win one today Um, mike a meme maker mike a memer (laughs) is that what they're called i don't know that actually is it (laughs) okay a a meme maker yeah (laughs) maker of memes. yeah someone you'll like this james someone uh Bought two pieces from us, right? One of them, our main piece, and then another one of just one that I threw up. And, like, when they posted about it, they were like, oh, so-and-so, us, are, like, the most positive vibes on on this site and blah, blah, blah. Like, really praising our positive attitude. And then, like, it was actually his five-year-old daughter who fell in love with the with our artwork and like had to buy it. And Aww. I was like, Oh, that's adorable. I was like, tell her, thank you. And all of this. It was like, it's really sweet. It made me smile. Oh, wait till they get a load of the, the visitors. They're kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to no, be, you're not- going to make some, of, you're going to make some of them cute. I'm going to convince you to change, like switch up the eyes. Some. Mm, okay. <laughs> Well, I have to commend you guys. Yeah, d- using because um, two and a half years ago, I don't know. Outside of maybe drawing some stuff in meetings, and we talked about that when the podcast started. There's been different things that I know James along the way has said, like, "Oh, you know, I really want to like use my talents." But like, that's pretty much. Is that right, James? Like when this started, that's pretty much oh, all you were doing at that point with it, right? I wasn't doing anything really. Just right. What I'm saying is just when you were at the meetings, just drawing. Like, oh, yeah, back that was it. with Dennis. Yeah. Little doodles on doodles. So we here and there. still have all of those doodles. And then that that moved from the doodling. Uh, I'm not saying that you didn't do stuff beforehand. I'm just saying the last two and a half years. It was that. And then working with your company and, and making posters for their 
uh, different promotions that they had going on. That's um, true. Make, making yeah. my logo, making, you know, logos, I'm sure, and pieces for other people that you're, you're friends with. And now this turning into like a little business. I, if you still have all those other pictures, I wonder if you can utilize those for any of the things you're making right now. Yeah, I actually, that's part of concept. our plan. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's like part of our plan is I want to take all of those because we have like hundreds of them. Hundreds. So whenever I have the capability to like like a better computer and stuff and a pad, then I'll like color them and put them up as like one of one art. That's great. You know? I, so. think, I, I think that's a great idea. And more reason too, I know as of late, when you guys are in meetings, like the the chairs are on the outside or where we usually like hang out. So that way we can, we can look at people and judge people, but probably getting back to the table and actually drawing again, you know, so you can create more things, Dennis. Yes, that would be nice. Huh? <laughs> and just for the record, everything that we've sold on the site is all of Dennis's artwork. Like I haven't even done yeah. it. <laughs> so, I mean, that says something about Dennis, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, he's the I one that's been like the, the promoter and the networker. And he's, I mean, that's his full-time job networking on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's working though. It's we're doing something. Yeah. But I have to say this too. Like you know how like everyone like when you first come into recovery, right? And and people that have been in a while, they're always like, "Oh, I have a a life that I'd never dream about and all of this." And I'm like, "Oh god, like come <laughs> on. Like I can dream pretty big." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then like when I really think about it like right now, what I'm doing right now if you would have told me like six months ago that like, Oh, you're going to be doing this. I would have been like, yeah, no, that's like totally a weird area. I would never go into that. And then here I am like doing it. It's very strange. Yeah. That's, that's fun. That's a good time. Yeah. James, I know um, you've had a, a pretty busy eventful and uh, memory packed couple days last week oh yeah i've got um sunday after working at double i woke up at five in the morning on sunday so i had about three hours of sleep and i got my car and drove to pick up my two little monkeys and they were sitting in a tree and um i brought them back (laughs) and we um so this is funny they had they're like dad we got to do laundry they had all their clothes and they brought them down to the car in garbage bags and they were all dirty. So two huge garbage bags full of dirty clothes. So it all worked out because we got here at one and we were checking into a hotel right here in celebration. And the hotel wasn't ready for four. I was like, looks like we're doing laundry. So we came to the house, said hi to the family, did laundry. And then we went and checked into the hotel, which was Dennis. We, Mike, we had the the room on the second floor, but like the huge room that the, overlooked the lake and the pool, and you could open the windows and like talk to the people at the pool if you wanted to. It was just absolutely gorgeous. It was so cool. So we stayed there two nights, and um, we we ate breakfast at Kona Cafe in the Polynesian, which was wonderful. 
Then we ate at the diner. We've just been eating out the whole time. That's about it. Oh, and we went to Dave and Buster's, um, which was absolutely amazing. I love that place. It's so much fun. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Dave and Buster's. Uh-oh. I don't think I've actually ever been to one, but I've heard a lot about them. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And, Dave and uh, Buster's. That's like, it's like the uh, adult Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We had a good time. And then uh, yesterday I bought, um, to, my wife has a workstation in her in the loft, and there's like two little alcoves and two desks. And one desk is not being utilized, so I figured that I would make my own workstation next to hers. Um, and so I got um, a computer monitor to hook up to my laptop. And um, when I walked into Best Buy with the boys... I went to the back where the monitors were. I was like, that's the one. And and my boys were like, Dad, that's too big. <laughs> I was like, no, that's, <laughs> that's the one. And it's one of these these gaming 32-inch curved monitors. And, oh, nice. And it I is like, so nice. And I was like, that's the one. And then they're like, well, Dad, look around. And I was like, all right. I was like, how about this one? And she's like, oh, we don't, that one's not available. I was like, okay, what about this one? She's like, it's good, but it's not the best. So after like 20 minutes, I was like, see, boys, it's that one. They're like, yeah, okay, Dad. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, I like was, that they're trying to talk you out of it. They're like, no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, that's not very economical. That's, it's too big to move around. I was like, I'm not going to be moving it around. <laughs> and uh, james never the voice of reason when it comes to shopping no my kids yes me no my wife yes me yeah well i figure if you're gonna buy something what's you just spend an extra 80 bucks and get a better one um but that goes against everything when i'm like shopping at a thrift store i get (laughs) like used stuff so it's really weird i I have no sense of reason when it comes to shopping. Yeah, but- I, I, I was like that, James. And now I think there's a switch of, cause uh, I have two small TVs now. I mean, they're not super tiny, but they're not like, they're exactly the size of the space that I have. But yeah. when I have a bigger space, uh, even if I have to wait, you know, and put away more money, I'm going to drop an additional 100 to 200 and get something that is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, beca- well, just because, and, you know? Yeah. Well, and they usually last longer, too. If you get like an off brand just to save a couple of bucks, you're usually going to break a lot sooner. So the money doesn't add up, anyways. Yeah. Um, we I actually, in my room, I've got uh, a plasma TV. They don't even make those anymore. But I think the longer I leave the TV on, and I've noticed it while the boys are here, like it really heats up the room. And I wonder if it's because of the plasma TV, like all the heat coming off of it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like if the newer TVs are not like that. So, and then they're they're not supposed to be. I've gotten, um, when I was at Best Buy, I saw a 65 inch TV for $500. So, wow. I know. I was like, Maybe I should just get that. Like, no, Dad, no. That math <laughs> good job, doesn't even good make job sense. Good job, not buying it. <laughs> that math doesn't even make sense. That's a crazy deal. I know. I don't know. How much? How much would they normally go for? 
more than that. Yeah, like I- like a like a lot more. I think no. I saw I walked into Sam's Club and I saw a seventy five inch and that was like twelve hundred. Uh, okay. So that's seven hundred more for ten inches, you know, or whatever that was. Smart TV yeah. too. So I think with smart TVs, you I don't, well I don't know. There's some like Roku TVs where you have to use the Roku service. Um, you know that's why you're getting a good deal. Yeah, I would get a I would get a smart TV next time because right now I'm I'm using my girlfriend's uh, Amazon Prime to use a Fire Stick. But it's like I would just want a TV that had everything, so that way you don't have to deal with any. You know, you can just use that remote and one-stop well, parents, shop. Yeah, my parents have a seventy-five-inch smart TV, and I think they still use a Fire Stick. Mm. But it's yeah. all done through the it's all done through the t- TV, like you gotcha, know, all the gotcha. menus and everything. Yeah, so well, Amazon has those now. They have Fire Stick TVs. With it built right in. They just started putting them out, I think, last year um, as well. So, well, that sounds like a good week. Mine was kind of uneventful in that, um, what did I do? Uh, I had Olivia. She got sick um, Friday. I had a, a gig. I usually try not to take weekend gigs, but there was something that came up with work. And so a friend of mine was watching her and I got a text that she had 102 fever. So I'm like, oh, God. And I was at Icon Park. So I had to leave and it took an hour to get back. It took 30 minutes just to get out of the parking garage. So when I got back, she was sick and kind of like under under the weather and not good. And I wanted to go Sunday to see uh, Dennis, but it it just didn't work out. It seemed like putting her in a car, like she just wanted to hang out at home, you know, and not do anything. So um, we just hung out. I guess yesterday I got an email from her speech therapist saying that she thinks there might be a breathing issue and to check out a ENT, a ear, nose and throat doctor. So I got to do that. Um, but I did I did something I, I think is good. I didn't check on my sponsor beforehand, but I think it was good of I had resentment building that I was the only one making the appointments and doing the medical stuff for Olivia for a very long time. And in the back of my head, I had probably something from the rooms pop up that say like, if I'm resenting and feel this way, did I have a conversation with like, Hey, why don't you make the next appointment? And I answered myself, no, I did not. So I just, I told my ex-wife, Hey, Okay, well, if she needs this, why don't you, you know, make an appointment and we can go next week. And she said, fine. So um, crisis averted, right? There you um, go. Just, just in my head, it's like I, I don't want any conversation with her. But I think also I want to blame it on it's where I grew up that people like complaining about things instead of actually doing something. Maybe it's it's a forever thing. But, like, I have friends of mine that, hate the weather right and they just complain about that and they have a job that they can go anywhere they don't have family tying them down and then they never moved out of their hometown they just like they like it they feed on complaining about oh the humidity oh the leaves you gotta rig up all the leaves all these trees all the you know this and that oh the snow and they never want to leave and for me um i mean i i got out of that 
So I'm trying to get out of that feeling of wanting to complain about things instead of doing something because it's it's not going to be good, you know. It's not going to work out. So that leads me to the pink cloud conversation that came up a couple weeks ago, um, but wasn't selected. And I can relate to it now because uh, since I forget what topic we were talking about a couple weeks ago, uh, if it was the tired uh, conversation, but I'm feeling a lot lighter than I have in the past. And a pink cloud before I read the definition uh, or should I read the definition that we can give our definitions of what a pink cloud is? What do you think, Dennis? Yeah, I think go ahead and read it. Let's start okay. off with the basic definition. So, so this is from uh, a medical website. I'm not going to give them claim because I'm going to paraphrase, but uh, <laughs> pink clouds also known as a pink cloud syndrome uh, basically describes in their eyes a early stage of addiction recovery where you have a feeling of euphoria and elation um, and feel confident and excited about recovery. Um, That being the medical definition, I have a completely different one um, because I don't think it has to be tied to um, early recovery at all. Uh, and it's not necessarily for me where I'm excited about recovery. It's just uh, feeling free, you know, and the freedom that I it's almost like I can't have I can't have a pink cloud moment without feeling uh, gratitude. It's it's impossible. Those are tied together. What, what does it mean to you? To me, I I would agree with uh, with the gratitude aspect of it for sure. Like, but uh, as a basic definition, I'm kind of in line with what the medical one was. It's like when you come in the recovery, or at least for me, it was like my first sign of like hope, right? So it kind of got filled with these like new positive feelings. Like, oh my god, I'm a like there's an answer here. I'm on the right path. My life's going to get better, you know? And that fills me with that euphoria and that confidence and, you know, like that. And it's just a really good feeling of positivity and stuff. What do you think, James? Um, I get the early recovery part, you know, there was a point, in early recovery and and then that was after i you know moved up here to orlando because i think that's when my sobriety journey truly began that um like like i mean my life was just full of you know so many issues that i had to deal with but i felt this this peace i felt this presence that you know everything was going to go okay was that your first one? Is that like the first time that you? I've had you little glimpses of it, you know, um, but it would it, it wouldn't last. So I guess I've had it in early sobriety, like when I first read the book, uh, when I first you know stayed sober for a week um, after you know drinking all night and then feeling okay like oh i don't have to do this ever again but i don't think those really count as a pink cloud moment i think you know 
my first real one where I was like, wow, I never have to drink again and I'm going to be okay with that. Um, was in early sobriety here in the Orlando area. And, um, it, and it was, it is kind of euphoric and it is, um, you just know that, that you're, you've been spared really. And, um, and then you have to get into action. You have to start putting the pieces. I had to start putting the pieces of my life back together. That included paying a monstrous amount of child support that was back due. I still have a lot of debt that do that's due. My driver's license was suspended. I couldn't drive anywhere. I had to get rides. I had to find a job, you know, all these things, but through it all, like I, I wasn't worried. I just did the, the things that were in front of me and I, I did it little by little. And, um, you know, I, and finding that morning meeting, uh, finding you guys and, you know, you guys were in the same situation as me in different respects. But, um, you know, I, I think I, I was on that pink cloud for sure. Um, just knowing that, you know, I, everything was going to be okay. And that was an early recovery. Um, <clears throat> I'll get into what you said, Mike, you know, in a little bit, that it's not just early recovery. You know, you can be on a pink cloud for as long as you want indefinitely. And then while you're on the pink cloud, other people and situations and feelings and emotions will bring you down, but then you could be rocketed right back up to the pink cloud. So I believe that that is uh, a state of being. And um, I'm proof of that, but more on me later, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, James. I think the, the like the first experience that I had on a a pink cloud was it was very early on. So so talk about like early sobriety. The first one I was uh, nine nine days sober, and there was a uh, radio station event in Burlington, Vermont that I had, and. My original sponsor that I picked up like day two, so I had been working with him for a week. He was like, well, what is what is this thing that you have to do that's at the, the bar? And I said, well, I invited three bands or like music artists. It was a pop station um, to come play a birthday show for the radio station that I created. And I put a lot of work into it. He goes, OK. Well, just text me every hour and let me know like how it's going. And I was taking one band back and forth um, to from their hotel to where they played. And when I did that, I was in the radio station vehicle and not paying attention. Uh, admittedly, I, I'm a terrible driver. I, I try to do my best, but um, I was driving sober at night. And I wasn't paying attention. I think it was like a stop sign or it was a no turning lane or something. And I didn't realize that I screwed up, but the cop behind me did. And he pulled me over and I was elated that I was getting pulled over because I was, (laughs) I was sober because I, every other time I would have been like, Oh God, I hope he doesn't smell my breath. Hope he doesn't do this. And I, I didn't have anything to worry about. And 
he asked me if I had any, uh, you know, if I had been drinking and I told him, no, I'm actually nine days sober. <laughs> like I'm not drinking at all. And he was kind of like blown away and like he got close to me. So he could definitely smell that there was no alcohol in my breath, but he just gave me a warning. And I'm like, yeah, like because of that, I think I was riding a pink cloud for a very long time. Meaning like it was a solid two week, two week, maybe three pink cloud of just feeling like, um, you know, everything was great. Like somebody was whistling a tune behind me wherever I was going. And I have felt probably really close to that at some time, you know, probably like five or six times, but that was the very first one that stands out. Dennis. That's lovely. I remember like when I first came in, I had that feeling with the cops where like every time one just pulls up behind you, you get nervous and stuff. But then as time goes on, it's like, like you said, you don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> you're, you're, you're sober. You don't have any drugs on you. You're a normal citizen and you don't have to worry about cops anymore, you know, for the most part. So that is a good feeling. But like, I don't know, early on, like my pink clouds were always like pink rain clouds with little lightning bolts because of my anxiety and depression and like my mental illnesses. You know, they, I would have moments of those pink clouds, but then like they would easily be overshadowed by, you know, everything or nothing kind of thing. Um, but I still definitely had those moments and a, a lot of it rode on um, like milestones, right? So like the first time I went down to Tampa, you know, sober was like, a big deal for me. So I would ride that for a little bit. And the first time that like, you know, I got a year or I got 30 days and like I finished the steps and like that kind of stuff is like, it'd be like a little dose of like pink cloud. And I could ride that for a while until like I start resting on my laurels or whatever. And then like, you know, have to do something else. Um, these days though, it's more like, now that, you know, I took the steps to, you know, address my mental problems, like professionally and all of that kind of stuff, and my mind is balanced out a lot more, it's like, I'm in a sort of pink cloud, but not like in the delusional at at stratosphere of it, but just the common like, gratitude, you know, I'm more content, I'm more happy, I'm more like, able to enjoy the moment and like just be grateful for like all the friends that have helped me out all the friends I have you guys this podcast like all that kind of stuff and it's like my life is just better you know than it was six months ago than it was a year ago and definitely five years ago so it's kind of like that that nice calm gradual gratitude of pink cloud i guess yeah so what tip what tip do you have on how to achieve whatever is the closest to a pink cloud after you know maybe after your first year of sobriety like how how what works the best for you well i think like 
kind of like how like what James just talked about, where like, you know, when he first came in, he had this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue. If you do like a nice inventory, you know, it's like, okay, what's not making me happy? What's grinding my gears, as Jared would say, you know, like, you know, do I need to get a job? Do I need to like be a better person in this aspect and stuff? And if you start clicking those off and start bettering yourself, then eventually your life will change. Next thing you know, you're waking up in like all the drama and the stress and the fears and stuff that we had kind of take care of itself, you know, and it's more of a gradual thing than the like instant gratification we got from using drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. James? Yes, kind sir. How are you? I wanted to I wanted to have you start with the the last two questions if you had anything else to add how to uh, a tip to uh, achieve pink cloud after you've had like the early days in sobriety and also uh, something that I've heard a lot of people say is are pink clouds uh, dangerous because from what I what I've heard just to spark this is I've had people challenge me that um, you're not dealing with things now and and uh, the realness of it you're just letting everything kind of roll and it's it's almost like you're in denial. Um, of things if you have that pink cloud moment after coming into the room. So I want to know what you thought about it. Well, you know, I think, you know, I've, I have figured out how to achieve pink clouds. Um, not necessarily doing it all the time, but, um, you know, I believe that tapping into, um, God, my higher power, um, when I wake up in the morning, um, are you guys typing? Yeah, sorry, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> You're typing this up for me. You're like, I was, know. I was. I, well, you told me to take the minutes. Oh, good. Oh. I mean, we need it for like historical prosperity. He's in an old typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hear the ding, ding. So yeah, definitely. Um, the the key component, key component to um being on the pink cloud is tapping into the higher power um being in contact with him what i do is i invite him in to every situation or try to invite him in i always you know talk to him before i go into work um before i have a conversation that i necessarily don't want to have um when i'm feeling worried um another way to uh get in on the pink cloud is to um, you know, actively try to meditate on a daily basis, which, you know, I, I haven't done all the time. But I know when I do, um, I'm more at peace throughout the day. Um, you know, little things don't bother me as much. And, you know, I can really step back. And when someone's acting, you know, in a selfish or in a way that, that I don't particularly like you know i can step back and just kind of not say anything and just really not react to certain situations because i find that when i react to things that i don't like it just gets me more in the minutiae and then when i respond in a negative way then i'm definitely not on a pink cloud when i start to 
worry about things that I can't control, uh, it gets me off the pink cloud. So those are a few key ways that I can stay there. Really, it's just having the peace throughout the day where, you know, I can be okay not doing anything. I don't have to, you know, just go, go, go. I can just relax and take a nap and and be okay. Um, a lot of times, you know, when a good song comes on, or I'm, I know I'm, I'm driving to work, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a crazy day, but this song will just get me at peace, and I, I feel the serenity. That helps too. Um, so those are a few, you know, ways that I can get on the pink cloud. And do I think the pink cloud is dangerous? Um, no, I think if you, um, I think anything can be dangerous used in the wrong way. So if someone's like, I'm on a pink cloud, I don't have to worry about any of the problems that come. So that means like when letters from court come, you're just going right. to shred them uh, because God's going to take care of it. I don't think so. You got to take care of your business, buddy. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that means, um, you know, if you're a father, you need to make sure that those children are provided for. If if you're if you have bills to pay, you need to pay those bills because you don't want to be, you know, under the bridge. Because I think that the less you do to keep your life in order, uh, the more it, a lot harder it will be um, in the future. And you'll worry about I think if you're worrying about more stuff, it's going to be harder to be on that pink cloud. So definitely take care of business first. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Dennis, I know you have a lot yeah. to say on it, especially, I, especially that, that last note. Cause I know you talked about kind of like achieving stuff um, before, but if pink clouds are dangerous to you, does you have a different perspective than the rest of the world? <laughs> than the whole world. <laughs> I'm unique. My mom yeah. says I'm special. Yeah, there's only um, one of you. Thank yeah. God. Well, I, I think, like, kind of what James just said, like, they can be dangerous, you know? And for me, if we take it, like, a lot of what we've been talking about in later sobriety as, like, achieving serenity which i i believe that's what we're like a lot of what we're talking about but like as far as like early sobriety when you get on that pink cloud sometimes it can be re like rooted in like delusion right so like if you come in and you get those feelings you you can be deluded and delusional and think like oh i've already made it you know i've already done it I am now sober for nine days. I'm on top of the world. And then you are unaware about the amount of work that you need to do. So when you, if you crash off of that pink cloud, now all of a sudden, you know, it wears off a little bit and the cravings come back and you, you haven't like got alcoholics numbers. You haven't started the steps. You haven't started doing the work then you could be like kind of stranded out there like, oh my God, where did this come from? You know, and I think that can be dangerous. So like if you're coming in and you start feeling good, even though you're like feeling good, is the like, that's the time to like 
get down and start doing the work, do all the steps, do all of this. Even if you think you got it, like one day you might wake up in the middle of the night and realize like, oh my God, I don't have it. What the hell? And it all comes crashing down. But with that being said, I think like having that like hope and having that like good feeling about recovery, you know, and like, like being like enthusiastic about it and stuff, I think is very good in the sense that hopefully that's enough motivation to get you to do that work, to get you to keep coming back and keep like being involved in it. You know, and I think it's almost necessary. Very good. Thank I think, you. I think it's, well, it's like anything, right? If I remember, I was what? I was 13 and it was the summer and it was my job to make sure that the uh, lawn of my house was mowed and it would take two hours, I think two hours, maybe a little longer to mow everything, the backyard, the front yard, and then like way up near the street. It would take a very long time. But as soon as it was done, I felt like I accomplished something and it is like that for me. It is like that times 10 of like, I did this. Everything's great, you know, and I know that I have to do that. Right. So one of those things is service. Um, you know, there's there's this podcast and a couple other ones in recovery that I listen to and they allow to like call in. And once I feel a part of something, the only way you feel a part of is by actually being a part of it. You know, I can very easily, if I don't go to a meeting and I don't call anybody else, you know, uh, Dennis jokes around about his mom telling him he's special. And he, I, I know his mom probably does. Um, and you know what? You are special, Dennis. But if I thought Aww. that I was the only one of me in every single facet, um, then I wouldn't feel like anybody else is going through any problem that I have. Um so I have to make sure that I, I put in to achieve the pink cloud. Some days I feel like I didn't do anything and I feel that way. Other days I do a bunch of stuff and I don't feel that pink cloud thing. But I think it's going through the days and putting in more work to then feel better. You know, so I don't know if that makes any sense. It's, it's And you guys... I've got a a special treat for you. The leader of the leader of Pink Clouds herself, my wife. Oh, ah, T Bird. Hello. Hello, T. Hello. Me, alcoholic. I am not the leader of Pink Clouds. I just love them so <laughs> very much. <laughs> Wait, I, I got to say for the audience, like T Bird and her Zoom profile actually has Pink Clouds as her background. <laughs> Well, I guess if I were going to share on, team, on pink clouds, I would say uh, you can see them at sunrise and sunset as long as the sun is shining. Even if I can't see it, they're already pink clouds, which means as long as God is a central factor of my life, there is always a pink cloud. And, um, you know, sometimes my challenges are playing nice on the pink cloud, which means recognizing that people come and go. I might not always have that elated, euphoric 
feeling in my heart. But once I've experienced the pink cloud, just like that relationship with God, it doesn't go away. It can grow. Uh, sometimes it can be daunting. But for the most part, I mean, as long as I get to breathe and share recovery and be recovered and be sane, you know, there's there's always that that pink cloud. And plus, pink is my favorite color. And pink is peaceful, patient, pretty, and powerfully <laughs> poignant. Poignant. <laughs> nice. I love that. <laughs> that. Thank you, T. And also, you should go back. T's joined us on, uh, I don't know, maybe five or six uh, episodes. Her story is back on October 17th, 2019, episode five. So I just know that, you know, off memory. Um, That's when you listen to every night when you're going to bed. Usually. (laughs) (laughs) Usually. It's uh, it's great. Well, thank you, T. A- any final words, James, Dennis, anything? I'm going to go shave a monkey now. Yeah, you should give <laughs> your child a haircut. And you should actually pay for someone else to do it, just in case you have shaky hands. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> or just put, a, just put a bowl on his head and cut around it. That's how our parents used to do it. Hey, I just want to thank you all for just continuing with this podcast. You know, it has meant so much to me and... I love having an opportunity to share, but I just love you all. And thank you so much for the podcast. Aww. For sure. Aww. Thank I you. I hate her to do that. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. As any good husband should. Uh, well, we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 133 with an effective character. It's entirely right. I have all these character defects removed. Remember, cloudy days come and go. But what color are they, Dennis? They're pink. We'll see you next time. Maybe. (laughs) Woohoo!